The Damaged Goods Podcast. You know, if the, if the music was heavy soul samples or a lot of instruments and noises, my vocals would get caught and drowned out, and then people would, mixing engineers would mix my vocals almost sounding like it was on top of the music. Oh, okay. And it didn't get a good balance, or I would get buried. And so I, I, I researched that mic. I tested it. They were really cool. I got it through Sweetwater. Oh, yeah. Tested it. Sweetwater, man. Sounded good. You buy something from there, and that Leave calls you, you up. Leave me alone. Oh, yeah. you fucking... Yo. They're like, oh, I just want to see uh, if the 9-volt uh, adapter that you bought is working good. You're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate they, they, that. They're... Oh, Greg. A lot of Gregs. <laughs> my, my, they my know my name. My guy's name is Robert. We, oh, he's your one guy. Yeah. I've had multiple guys over the years. Oh, yeah? And they don't leave you alone, dude. They, they call you all the time. They're like bill collectors at IRS or ex-girlfriends. A friend of mine said he... Uh, Got called by them, and he actually had a question. Your friend had a question for them. Yeah, and, and they didn't have an answer for Oh, them. fuck. <laughs> You're going like, to call me 800 times? You call me all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're good, good customer service. Sweetwater, if you guys want to be uh, advertisement on Damaged Goods Podcast, we'll take free mics. Yeah, shout out to Robert. Robert! <laughs> uh, I got to look at my... I got a call from them recently, man. But yeah, I'm selling this They mic. like me. They look at my account, and they're super friendly. Buy a lot of shit through them. It's great. It comes I bought a couple things. I got some of this uh, podcast equipment is from them. From Sweetwater. Yeah, I forget what the, why, which exactly. I have so much Free other equipment. Free shipping usually, right? Good it service. Comes, Customer comes service, Kyle. It goes a long way, dude. Yeah, if, I mean, but if you don't send me anything, if it doesn't have the candy in it, I'm a little upset. Oh yeah, yeah. They do put that's little like treats the, in that's there. That's like the best. Part. I think they're in cahoots with dentists. <laughs> have you ever heard? There's an old conspiracy theory that uh, mouthwash was like. Not really effective, and it was like some conspiracy. I never that, heard that. Yeah, I mean, I used to be way too into all conspiracy theories, uh-huh. uh, and it was that you know, so you'd use mouthwash and it wouldn't do shit. In fact, it might fuck your shit up more. So now you're back at the dentist getting screwed with a drill in your mouth. You know, I have a, uh, I feel like a healthy uh, skepticism at the dentist. Yeah. I feel like they're like mechanics. Thank they're you. like, Thank, dude, that's literally my <laughs> fucking example. Is mechanics, Kyle? Yeah. Did you get inside my fucking? They're head? like, they're like, this might be a cavity. I'm like. Man, if Bro. it's not a cavity, leave it alone. Yo, it, 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 this is the thing, right? <laughs> I always say it's like a mechanic because when I go to the mechanic, I'm not a car guy. I don't know shit about cars really, right? Uh-huh. Uh, I know how, how to sell them and buy them, but I don't know how to do any of that shit. Mm. So the guy's like, yeah, it's your carburetor, reverberator belt or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I guess this guy's the expert. I, now I'm insecure about the car. I don't know. So maybe I should just get it. I buy it. Yeah. Go to the dentist. I don't know shit about root canals and dental fractures and what have you, the lady or the guy's like, yeah, you need some cavities filled. It's going to be something 100 a pop. And you don't know because you no, ain't a dentist. I'm like, and I'm like leave it alone. Got you. Dude, leave me alone. You are smart. <laughs> you See? All right. This this smart, uh, like-minded individual, my guest today on Damaged Goods, he's a, a writer, a producer, a musician, an artist across the board, Mr. Kyle Buchanan. And, uh, dude, th- that's – thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, my uh, ex's uh, stepfather is actually an oral surgeon. He he affir- he like reaffirmed it for me. She thought oh, I was so crazy. He's like a whistleblower. Yeah, he was like he was like yeah, you gotta be careful, dude. Yeah, you know what? So I um, I, I I'm real like uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a maniac about teeth care. A lot of people that know me in person, I keep dental floss and toothpicks on me at all times. I'm really into that, right? Because at one point, years and years and years ago, I went to my dentist. She's like, are you brushing? I was like, yeah, oh, yo, I brush all the time. I don't even eat sweets. I don't drink sugar. She's like, are you flossing a lot? 
at the time. This is like 12 years ago. I wasn't flossing enough. Anyway, got to get a bunch of cavities fixed that mm -hmm. sucked. And ever since then, I've been diligent all about my dental care. Keep going back to my dentist. She'll remain nameless because she was a sweetheart. Maybe I'll throw you under the bus later if I feel like <laughs> it, Dr. Doherty. No, I'm joking. She's a good woman, dude. Parkside Dental in Boston. Fantastic. Uh, I'm just fucking around. Doubtful they listen. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway. I'm going to send but it yo, to I, I'm, I'm going all the time. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, you might, you might need a little something. A little something. How the fuck do I need something all the time? I don't eat sugar. I'm taking care of my teeth. Do what you told me. Something's up. I had a dentist pull out some uh, UV meter tester thing. I don't know that what. Seems like they fake. were like, yeah, they were testing the enamel of my teeth, and they were like, this might turn into a cavity. We should fill it now. I was like, no, might don't touch me. Might. <laughs> well, Clean my that. teeth. Leave me alone. Yeah. They're planting fear inside <laughs> your head, man, and it's like, well, it's because you don't know. I went to the dentist in Mexico recently. Um, I have family down there, and I go and. They used this dentist, awesome dentist, went there, cool as fuck. Just like anyone who's like, oh, going to the doctor or dentist in Mexico or another country. Things is exactly the same as America. The I heard it's like nicer some yeah, of the places. Dude, it, yeah. I didn't wait in line. Um, I mean, I made an appointment, but I didn't have to wait even though I was on time. You know, sometimes you're there, but you're still waiting. Yeah. Super friendly staff, excellent care. Dentist was like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, you're all good. If anything, just watch the upper teeth on the inside. You're not getting enough of the plaque off the bottom are fine, but you got to go up there, maybe keep an eye on it, but there's nothing. I swear to God, if I was in my other dentist, I would have had a root canal walking out of there, dude. <laughs> they get you, man. Yeah, they get you with everything. And if you work in music, teeth, good teeth are important, right? Yeah, it's important. Yeah. But you're like more like in the lab nowadays, huh? I'm in the studio. Yeah, working on my studio tan. Studio tan, looking good, yeah. dude. Oh, well, you, you guys can't hear what Kyle's wearing, but uh, use, your, uh, use your fucking imagination. He's wearing black. All black. All black. And, uh, and then you got some real rock and roll boots on, too. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. But I was like, dude, it, not that you are, but like, God, it's got to suck to be goth in the summer. Huh? <laughs> right? Probably. I mean, it was hot. I just keep my New York uniform. Yeah. You're f yeah. I and keep it, my New York real strong out here, man. Yeah, dude, Sometimes hey, it's a little, little bit of a rub, but. What does that mean? You know, sometimes the New York attitude and, and California <laughs> living don't really vibe. Bro, I, I have a very you know what I mean? Boston attitude and energy, and I catch this flack all the time. Yeah, and it's not a thing. It's you not. Know? But it's, well, you're inside, so you can rock this black all the time. Yeah. Right? But you used to be more on stages, no? Yeah, toured, toured for a long time. Keep those um, pearly whites shining. <laughs> yeah, I did some like rough. Crude math uh, a little while back. What, is, what does that mean for the layman's? Uh, this is myself. Uh, well, uh, I, I was doing some some calculating how much time I think maybe I spent on the road, mm. and uh, I came up with the possibility that I might have spent a full year of my life just three hundred sixty five days. Three hundred sixty five days straight, just sitting in a van, dude. Just in the van, like not even tour, like. You know, I toured for years. Yeah. So, like, the amount of time that I think that I sat in a van could equate to someone's entire year. God damn, dude. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I've, I've toured in some sprinter vans when, when I was a musician. And then when I've been working for these bands and this tour company, I'm lucky I'm working for big artists. So I can mm. ride on, like, a tour bus and shit. Oh, yeah, that's Dad, great. They spoil you. Even that, dude, you go crazy how much time you spend. You know, I'm spending four months a year on the road. Solid. Well, with the with the bus, the problem is that you just wake up and then you're in the parking lot of some venue. Yeah, yeah. 
You're like, where am yeah, I? I do. I, different time zones. Yeah, uh, what? <laughs> I was in, we were in Montana, and uh, the night before we had a show in Salt Lake City. Got fucking wrecked with this legendary drummer from a band. I won't put him out there, but he's the most fun guy to party with. Mm. Wake up in Montana. We actually have a day off. We're in the parking lot of this like, nice hotel. And dude, I was hurt in my bunk. And I woke up. I take two steps, and I've got my hair sticking up everywhere. I'm in sandals and basketball shorts and like a Slayer t-shirt. Walk two steps off the bus. Now, just projectile vomiting oh, everywhere. No. I look over. It's like you know 9:45 a.m. And there's like this old Montana-ish couple looking at me, and they're just all like, it's just blown away. <laughs> and I look right back at them, and then another just can't hold oh, it in. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> great times. Yeah, I I had a time where I was on a bus, and uh, I just I sleep like a baby in a bus because. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, a big guy. You're like my size, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm a 6'4", you know, over 200 pound man. Okay, when you're bigger you, than me. When you get in the bunk, there's nowhere I can yep. go. I can't even like turn over. I Coffins. can't. I can't like read a book or anything. Like my only choice is to sleep. So, and I can't be late. So I'm out, yeah. passed out. You know what I mean? Um, so one time I, I wake up and I'm like, what? time it is the time is it you know like you ever wake up yeah and you're like thirsty and you know you slept in but you don't know how you have no idea <laughs> what time it is where you are right so i hear like bass thumping already i'm like in the parking lot of a festival in germany oh christ and uh, i wake up no one's in the bus i don't know where any of my people are i don't know i'm we just pulled in overnight so I don't Festivals know where are hard too. I don't know where catering is. I don't know where the artist area is. Like I don't know anything, right? I don't know how, how the Wi-Fi, anything. So I I uh, get out and I'm in this parking lot. I'm looking around. I'm like, I think I'm in Germany. <laughs> like I'm not yeah. sure. And I had the hair hair at the time where it was like longer and like yeah like, yeah like yeah. parted. And like, all about, yeah yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm in this parking lot. I see another dude, a similar haircut, right? We're both looking at each other. Like, are you? <laughs> Are you one of mine, right? Like we're both in that like, where am I kind of thing? And it takes me a second to realize, oh, this is Macklemore. And at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, he's like, oh, I don't know this dude. And we both just walk separate ways. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking cool. I wonder how long it took him to find <laughs> catering because I went the right way. I'm dying over here, guys. Don't worry about me. <clears throat> no. the, the, the hardest thing is um, at festivals. For people who understand it, obviously I know for fans. If you guys are fan goers at festivals, it's madness. I don't know how the fuck you do it. It's crazy. But backstage, you got all these different artists. So we got all our tour buses and millions of tour buses. Not millions, like thirty yeah. or forty. But you've got trailers for all the different bands, and it's a lot harder to navigate rather than the backstage of a venue where it's kind of laid out similar. You maybe been there before yeah. at a festival, like yeah, finding catering. Before you do that, you probably got to find your production assistant. And get maybe they might have meal tickets that day. Yeah. Credentials. You got to where's the dress Wrist, rooms? Wristbands. Sometimes yeah. your meals are on the wristbands. Yeah, band. and so it's a lot more difficult. And when you fucking maybe hungover, not even maybe just tired because you're coming from. I bet you weren't in Germany the night before that show, right? You come I from don't remember country. where we were. Yeah, we might have been I've in Sweden that. or something. Yeah, yeah, and I've gone from time zones, and you wake up like, what the fuck? And you're so discombobulated. Yeah, and you're just trying to get your bearings. You know? That's the worst part about tour for me is like, I, I would have to wake up and be like, my name's Kyle. Yeah, it's. Uh, this day today, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was, yourself, I was, dude. I'm in this city. I was in Bro. this city the day before. Cause that's the hardest part for me. When, when you're talking with the fan, they're excited. They're like, Oh, where are you going tomorrow? And you're yeah. like, uh, and they're like, where were you yeah, yeah. yesterday? Oh, you're yeah. like, I, where am I now? Yeah. Like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes like, 
Yeah, then the fans are so excited, like, oh, awesome, you guys are driving to New Orleans tomorrow. I'm like, well, it's a 20-hour drive. And, and <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I love New Orleans, actually. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. the thrill of traveling when you tour. And I'm not, I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I've gotten to see, like, you've gotten to see the world. We've gotten to see the world in a different way, too. We mm. were getting paid to see the world and, yeah. and do what you love. And, and, and you kind of travel with a, some element of power when you're working for musicians. Not power, but, you know, uh, stuff's being paid for and you get catered to a little more and things mm -hmm. like that. But even so, dude, like, everything can grow uh, old or tiresome or lose its allure. Yeah, know? I hear you. I mean, for me, the the biggest, like, positive thing after having done it for years is uh, it's pretty rare that I meet someone from America and I haven't been close to their hometown yeah you, dude. you know they'll be like i'm i'm from this random city in ohio and yeah, i'm like I oh know. i love this place yeah, and yeah. that place and they're like how do you know yeah well, dude i've been there like i tell people i've been to the major cities the middle little cities the, the shitty little towns that are outside of cities where amphitheaters are and stuff mm. and, and i and yeah i can tell you what i like about wichita kansas mm. like straight up you know yeah mobile alabama and like a little food restaurants and oh, places i bought weed and shit like that alabama they got that white barbecue sauce oh yeah you get down with that yeah i don't like it you don't I, like it I, I i don't not like it i just like barbecue sauces i like texas style and i like texas south style. carolina south carolina with the mustard yeah i dig oh, that yeah. i'm a barbecue fan you are yeah Ooh, i was just having a barbecue combo with somebody oh yeah um because in la no barbecue yeah and 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 being that like you've traveled like i have once you've gone to the texas the kansas cities the oklahoma cities the carolinas barbecue elsewhere pales in comparison yeah you know? i i used to in my old spot i had a uh a patio and i would do brisket man oh man let's yeah dude uh, yeah i need to start doing that again Yo, brisket. i've never <laughs> i cook a lot i've never cooked brisket it's a hole to do man you yeah, gotta dude. you gotta dry rub it for 24 hours and then i would get up at like one or two in the morning start the smoker and then set an alarm every like hour and a half Damn, you still got that smoker it's in it's in a friend's garage. I gotta I gotta pull that. it back. Yeah, you can always get that. I got yeah. an SUV. Yeah, I got a pickup truck. Oh fucking day! Run up with me on my own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> have you ever dated a girl with a, a truck? No, with a truck. No. I, I have you? I yeah, date's a loose word. We have we hung out a few times. Mm. It was awesome. She was you know go she wasn't like a woodsy chick. This was in in. Uh, California slash Mexico. Oh yeah. So she was beachy, beachy pickup truck vibes. Picture nice, not like, like a little Jack. pickup truck or a big it one. It was a Tacoma four door. Oh, those are nice. Which is straight. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's a nice mid sized vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> you could actually park it in the streets of a major city. I got a ninety one F one fifty man. That's it's, a big it's, boy. It's a stick too. Oh Christ. Oh, it's it was a definitely a big uh, uh, quality of life upgrade. Did you drive out here in it? No, I got oh. it out here oh, a few nice. months ago. Oh, shit. So yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't driven a stick since I learned how to drive a stick, and that was when I was 16. It's great, man. You have to be like a little bit more present. So I wouldn't know what to do. It, it helps me uh, chill my, uh, jer my, my Jersey yeah. driving attitude. Before we started uh, talking on the, <laughs> on the mics of the interwebs, Kyle and I were talking about, you know, Jersey and... New York and Boston. It's just like East Coast energies out here, and, and it can be a big clash for people. I mean, you've been out here five years, right? Yeah, five years. So is, you, you, is it toned down at all? No. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my girl. No, man. I've, I've chilled out a lot more, man. All the surfing, and uh, I'm pretty mellow, dude. I wear, like, sandals most of the time, shorts, flowery 
shirts, but I still lose it. I still yeah. lose it on people. No, I've chill, I've chilled out, but like my, I, I'm very straightforward. You know, like yeah, that, I that don't, should not change. Yeah, I don't feel the need to be uh, passive aggressive. No, I really I it really doesn't sit well with me. I don't like it because it's inefficient use of all of our time. Yeah, just tell me what's up. I'd rather someone be like, "Yo, we're not friends," and here's why. Dude, that's fine. It's for, especially when you that's work cool. in, in music, right? Whether you're in the studio working with artists, yeah. or you guys are on tour as a band, or working for bands, there is no time for that, dude. Shit is is, is got to be precisely handled in a, such a way where can we can we work through this situation and work past it, or is this it? Yeah. Because if not, we got to replace you. We got to fix that. Yeah. You know, and time is money in the studio. People are getting recorded or writing and stuff. You can't entertain and pretend you like somebody's melody for three hours. I mean, that happens a lot here, you know, like, and that's, it's, it's tiring for me, you know, like, and, and I've accepted it, but like, for me personally, it's, it takes a lot of energy, you know? I mean, I feel like the energies you are using and experiencing now in music, it's got to be so much different from being, uh, you know, playing on stages and, and being maybe a session player to, to writing, yeah. producing more. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, especially compared to my life in New York. I mean, like, New York, I was, a, like, a side musician in New York. So yeah. a normal day would be, like, two, three rehearsals a day. With different bands? With different bands. And then, and then you know, usually one or two gigs a night. God damn. Yeah, so... Do you not, do you not miss coming off stage? A little bit. I mean, I, I played a couple shows with my project. Which is what? Tell, tell it's me called things. Lean. Uh, it's, like, an indie pop kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we just played at the Bootleg and then at the Caspa in San Diego. It was oh, good. Dope. It was good I to know be that on venue, stage. Dude, that's a dope venue. What Caspa? It's yeah. cool. Shit, man. Yeah, you gotta, I want to come to the next show. Yeah, we're gonna do some more shows like early spring, early wait, spring. Wait, what is it now? Fall. Okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. And I always seriously, dude. I never know what day it is, dude. Except yeah. for Saturdays because I have a radio show. <laughs> oh, and music, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah, dude. And it's honestly. It's kind of the best. If you want to see everybody scramble on tour, ask them be like, oh, there's a uh, wing special on <laughs> Tuesday. What day is it? Everybody like scramble for their phone. Everybody's like, oh, um, uh. <laughs> I mean, it's I, a second. You're like, no, no. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. I, I, I use my phone for telling time. I don't need, when I wear watches, it's, it's strictly for like, it's like a piece of jewelry. Mm. It's for looks. Yeah. And none of my watches have working batteries anymore. Oh, really? They did at one point when I bought them. But I, like I said, just, I use this fucking thing. Yeah. I can't really uh, deal with things in my hands. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guitar players and shit, dude. You gotta have yeah. to. Like, and, and are you running the boards at the studio? Or yeah, so, like, uh, my day-to-day is, like, a, a lot of times it's just me and artists in a room, and we we make a record, you know? Uh, I'm trying to, like, Damn. see if there's other ways to, to navigate making a record these, day, what, these like, days. Like, via Skype? No, I mean, like, being in outside studios, recording you know, hiring other musicians and you're recording live drums and stuff, but you, but mainly it's me oh, engineering. You, I was ask if you tra- track drums or have somebody that does that. Or you usually I'm engi- engineering, producing, a lot of times mixing. You know, most of the times writing. Did you have all these skills before you were like touring and playing guitar on stages and shit, or is this gonna come? I mean, I feel like I've always just like I, I started playing guitar. A young age, like seven or something, and I would take I would take lessons where he the teacher would be like, "What songs you like?" I show him Nirvana song or something, and he would show me the riff, and I would practice it, and then I would just like make 
Musically make shit up. little dude. <laughs> well, you got, you got it runs in the family, kind of, huh? Oh, yeah, me, my, me and my cousin, yeah. actually. Uh, yeah. Kyle's, the reason now I know this gentleman, his, his cousin, Mike Barron, uh, played guitar with me in my band, um, and we recorded and did a bunch of music together and played on many stages. And so, yeah, he definitely got the blood, the genes, dude. We didn't actually even know, really know each other existed Oh, really? Until a few years ago. What? Yeah. Oh, someone had an illegitimate child or something? That's no, cool. no. There's a, we're from an Irish family. Same here, dude. My mom's Irish. Oh yeah, and they, this Irish family is is uh, is big on cutting people off. Oh yeah. Shocker! <laughs> they hold grudges and they're bitter. Hold grudges, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Till like death, bro. Yeah. Oh, I don't, do not care. No. Let it go. They hold no. everything in forever. No, dude. and it bothers me. It, both me and Mike were sensitive dudes. Like, yeah. You know. Mike's a sweet dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah, in a yeah. good way. And yeah. Hell of a guitar. But everybody else in the family is like, so and so did this cut off. And yeah. so, so his mom got cut off for a minute. Mike's mom got cut off. Yeah, she got cut off. Mike, are you listening to this? This is crazy. I've met your mother. She's a sweet lady. You got what did she, she is do? She's so sweet. Can we tell this? Is I don't this know story? what happened actually. Mike, you got to. I want to have your mom on the podcast. Her and her her uh, brother had a, a falling out, and my mom talked to the brother. So that's how they go. If they're talking oh, to the one, yeah, yeah. in solidarity, Damn, they don't so talk you, to you the other one. You guys didn't even know you guys was cousins for most of your life. No, and I came, I came. In, I think the first time I like remember meeting him was he was playing at the Highline Ballroom. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was like nervous. I was like, "What if he sucks?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like a pro touring like, musician. I thought you were saying nice, like like worried because you guys hadn't seen each other. <laughs> oh, I was like, "What if he's what if he's bad at music?" Oh my god! And he's he's great guitar yeah, player. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you were already like what you were already like out there doing your music shit pretty young, huh? Yeah, I mean that's all I've ever really done. Is music, you know? Sick. Um, Go with your gut, kids. Go with your gut and your heart. <laughs> You'll regret it if you don't, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've always just been like head first into it and like never really questioned it. That's, personally. I think that kind of clarity is, is a, such a blessing that people don't um, recognize enough. It's not just the, 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 the passion or the skills, but to see exactly what you want. A lot of people, and I've been there in times of my life, I don't know at the moment what I want to do. But then mm-hmm. I always, I, I've always done artistic things of one kind or the other. But I know certain people who don't know what they want to do. Yeah. Or you'll hit a period in your life where you don't know. You feel lost because maybe you're transitioning. And it's it's so nice and it's relaxing just to know, see it right there and know yeah. exactly what the fuck you want. Right? Damn. I mean, like, even as a as a teenager, there was a, a jazz program at NJ Pack. You know NJ Pack? Ah, you got it enlightened. Oh, it's the uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark. Oh, okay. They have like a jazz for teens program. It's like uh, Saturdays. It's basically like a conservatory. Oh, okay. Like all day on Saturday. And I heard, uh, I heard a commercial for it on like the local jazz radio station. And I was like, I'm just gonna go there. How old are you? (laughs) Uh, How old was I at the time? Maybe like 16 or something. Uh, And uh, I just like called them up, scheduled, found out like how to schedule an audition, schedule audition. I show up there in a hooded sweatshirt, right? Me and my, my mom loves to joke about this. Like, we show up. I'm in a hooded sweatshirt. There's kids in like suits, <laughs> right? And I show up and I'm like, "Yo, I didn't get a, I didn't get any of like the music. Like, what do I, uh, <laughs> what do I need to play, right?" And then the people there were like, "What?" And they panicked, right? <laughs> because like, of how you was dressed, or you didn't have because the I didn't have the music. <laughs> 
so they went and they like found me like the lead sheets for it and they were like you have time to warm up like you could look at the sheets or whatever and i just showed up and i just shred it i just like let it ride Hell yeah, <laughs> and i got accepted and then the uh so that kind of like set off a bunch of stuff from there like the teacher at at that um program the bass teacher uh ran a program he still runs a program in in the netherlands oh and yeah. uh I was uh, kind of on the five-year plan in high school. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> one year I like pretty much didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I was just about to graduate, and he was like, what are your plans? What are you going to do? And I'm, I had none. So he was like, just come to my school. And I think it was like two months later. In the I'm, Netherlands. Yeah, I moved to the Netherlands. So you were 19? <laughs> yeah, I was 19 at the time. Dude, that's yeah. fucking I showed That's up sick. with an upright bass and a suitcase that, with direction. The, all I had was the address. Upright bass is a big thing to travel. Yeah, that's what I went to school school with, for. Uh, but I just, I just had the address, and they were like, the the teacher was like, when you get to the airport, just take the train that says Skroningen. That was the name of the city that I lived in. And that was it. I didn't have a cell phone. Oh, no, yeah, this nothing. is free cell phones. Nothing. Dude, traveling was crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I remember I called my mom like crazy. two days later. You know, because of the time, mm. time like it was like it flew yeah. overnight. I got there in the morning, got settled, and then the next morning I found a a, a phone card and I called her from a payphone. Oh man! <laughs> like people would freak now. Yeah, yeah, dude. Traveling, <laughs> traveling international in a country where you don't know the languages without a cell phone, without the ability to have you Google Translate. Yeah, like we definitely tweak people out. Did you? You, know, you got people whizzing by on bicycles too in the Netherlands. Oh yeah, dude, you, you gotta, gotta watch, watch out. out. They yeah. fly, and they're big. They're like built like you and I, a little, yeah. little skinnier. No, they're big, man. But yeah. they're big, dude. The people in the Netherlands are huge, and they fly on these bicycles, man. You gotta watch out. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll be on tour in uh, in Amsterdam or something. Someone will st- like step one foot in the bike path. I'm like, you don't want to do that. Yeah, and dude. then, <laughs> dude, they fly, <laughs> bike fly right. and they give you this little passive aggressive. Yeah, uh, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the international bicycle symbol for like get the fuck out of the way. I'm out here, you, dude, dude, these motherfuckers are savages because goddamn cities have made you these bike lanes, yet you wish to be in the middle of the lane like a car. Not in the, the middle of the street, lane. yeah. And now you want to be treated as a vehicle. Okay, I get it. Except you don't want to obey the things that a vehicle has to do. Like you don't use a turn signal. Stick your fucking hand out like they tell you to. They don't even do that. No. They don't yield. So you want to be treated like a car, but you don't want to obey the same traffic restrictions. No. But you're going to be reminded that you're not a car when you get hit by a fucking car, dude. And I don't want to hit you. I'm not wishing this, but it's just like the, it's, they just so reckless, so willy-nilly. Yeah, people willy-nilly. are reckless on the, on the roads here in L.A. They're terrible drivers, bro. I mean, if you come from you know the East Coast, um, L.A., Southern California drivers, not North. Southern California drivers are so north, out to lunch. North is a little rough, too. too. <laughs> but South is, is like... They're just out to lunch, dude. I don't know, man. I find myself being like, are you high? And the answer is probably <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's how you deal with the traffic. That's how you cope. You know, to be honest, I'm not asking myself that. I'm saying that out loud. Yeah, it's a rhetorical yeah. question. I mean, I'm high <laughs> when I drive, but I don't suck, you know? I, uh, yeah. As long as you know what you're doing. Well, dude, what's, what is with this? Right, so you're driving on the highway. You got to merge, right? Your exit's coming up. Yeah. Oh, they you, they don't in merge. A mile, it takes forever. You put on your blinker. Someone's just sitting in your blind spot. Do yeah. they not tell people here? Dude, and that, the, the that, people are terrible at that. Yeah, and then and then you try to speed up. They speed up. It's like you play a game. It's like they just don't want you in front of them. Or yeah, man. Right? There, it's it's no, like, so out to lunch with like uh, when you're up at a, a stoplight and you're you know turning left against traffic. 
instead of like going out during the light to be green or trying to get it, they stop all the way. I don't know, la- lack of blinker use. Oh, blinker use is rough. Terrible. Yeah, they'll just be turning and then turn their blinker on. You're well, like, if oh. that, if you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, that's how people get like rear-ended. Oh, I see people here do things with cars that I didn't even know was yeah. possible. I see so many accidents here, and I guarantee it's because it's... I mean, I, there's not a day goes by that I don't drive past some accident. Or something crazy. Someone reversing on the freeway or something That's wild. Crazy, where you're it's like, just, it's what? a numbers game, too. You got so many um, people with so many cars, you're just bound to have accidents. The, uh, the great author Charles Bukowski, who's an L.A. native, in one of his books, uh, he wrote, I think it was a book, Hollywood, he's writing about... Oh, he was getting picked up in a limo to go to a movie premiere from, I don't know, somewhere on the west side, I think he was living, going to Hollywood. And it was raining, so the guy took the 4-5. So and an L.A. native saying, oh, and this is back in the day, too. He's like, oh, 4-5 sucks. It's always jammed up. And L.A. drivers are terrible, especially when it rains or even worse. They go too slow or too fast. And for an L.A. guy to say that is great because, it, dude, when it rains... People lose all sense of of, of uh, practicality and rationale on the road out here. Yeah, it does get slick now that I got that I got this old truck. Yeah, the little. Uh, yeah, little, yeah. Uh, so it's rear wheel drive. So it, it'll be so oily. There'll be yeah, so much oil why. on the streets, and then when when it rains, it's all like it all gets picked up and it gets super slippery. So people freak out. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a blessing to have the East Coast driving mentality, except. I feel like it's put aged me, you know, it's put gray hairs on my beard, <laughs> shouting at people, yelling, hopping out of vehicles to presumably get in the physical. Oh, yeah, you get out. I mean, not no more. That was back in the day. That's yeah, stupid. Yeah, yeah. That's how people get shot. The last time I almost <laughs> did it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. It was, and it was really, really not proud about it. Yeah. So, yeah, but I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. That's why you gotta get high. That's why they get high. <laughs> 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 so you gotta get in <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, cheers to that. Yeah. Dude, is this coffee strong for you, the by the way? coffee is great. I'm fucking flying. Yeah, the Bustello will yeah, get you, strong, bro. Man. Rocket fuel. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much the only coffee we get in this house. Occasionally, I'll end up like free. I get, sometimes I'm touring, I get free coffee. Like I used to get, we get free uh, Death Wish coffee. Ooh, Death Wish which is, is good. Awesome. Yeah, Very yeah. strong. And yeah. then some other, like, you know, smaller brands. Yeah. And we'd, we'd be on tour, we'd have, the, you know, on the bus. Uh, what do you call those little espresso machines? Like Nespresso? With the pods? Yeah. Nespresso, yeah. yeah those are great. Death Wish pods, dude. Ooh. Oh, fucking awesome. No. N- Nespresso? Dude, there's like, you can have like accounts with them. You can get like yeah. personalized things. It's for the wild. environment? Those little pods probably. It's probably terrible, huh? Yeah. I'm, I'm trying a- to be more sound. It's tough. Yeah, I'm a little I'm a little bougie. I do like the pour over. Ooh. Thing at home. Okay, yeah. okay, you fancy. Yeah. I gave you shit out of a. I gave you Bustello out of a French press. It's probably not cutting it, huh? Out of a not fancy mug. Dude. Uh, look at this. I got this Japanese like ninja mug. Oh, I, got I like this that. Japanese. I got some other. I got actually a couple mugs. My aunt Betsy. What's up, Betsy? She's a potter. I shout out people who don't listen at all. Uh, she potted or <laughs> made a couple mugs. Oh, nice. Yeah, people. I got art. I have a lot of art from like people, my friends and family, like people that painted shit or sculpted shit. Oh yeah. Carvings. Cool. Yeah, man, I have a lot. That's yeah, great. I have a lot of different artists in my family. Not a ton of musicians, a couple musicians, but like painters, actors, writers. Yeah, you know, sculptors. You know, I'm I'm really on a uh, a wave right now where I'm I'm realizing like, you know, when you're in the music industry long enough, you know, it feels like you're working, right? Yeah, everything yeah. becomes a job at some point. But I, I've come to really realize, like, at the end of the day, I'm making art. Yeah, that's what you are doing, dude. You're you know, and I'm getting back to the, like. What what brought me to it, you know, why I love it, you know, and connecting with people. I think that's, like, kind of bigger. I mean, in my opinion, 
the way that the musical landscape is right now, the thing that sets you aside from other people is that you're you. You know, I'd rather work with artists that really have something to say and yeah. maybe have a different way to say it than everybody else, than somebody who's like really gunning to be a top 40 radio artist. You know what I mean? 100%, dude. You know? Without it. I mean, I think when you're, when you want to be a successful, mu- if we're just talking about, say, music, right? You just want to be a successful musician. Well, then everything is coming second to that, meaning your creativity, your art, your soul, your morals, your standards, your everything. Yeah. And now, if you just want to make art and express yourself, then that comes first. And sometimes success results from that, depending on what level, you know. Um, but the art's always better, dude. You know. I think it. I think it needs to come. It needs to come that way. It needs yeah. to come with the art. Unequivocally, the art needs to come from the artist. The art needs to come first. Yeah. And you know, out of all the people that I know that are uh, successful and have any sort of sustained success, the only variable I've ever seen being themselves. No, is that they're consistent oh. and that they work hard. Well, that too, yeah. You, you know gotta what I mean? Work hard. It's it's especially so how saturated it is. If you're yourself, you have something you really want to say, and you consistently work at it. Comes. You you'll eventually hit a home run. You just gotta keep coming to play. Yeah, and the you thing know is, because I mean? the people that are driven more by the success factor than the expression factor, if they don't reach that success in a certain amount of time, they drop out. It's so tiring. Yeah, people who just want to express themselves, dude. You got actors out here who've never been cast that are sixty years old. People writing their first book still, like at fifty, and yeah, you know, like if you want to be a painter and you you maybe sell a little bit in the gallery here and there, but you're painting your whole life. You're doing it because you love it. Yeah. The people who drop out are the people who just really were hoping to be a famous musician or something. Or yeah. famous, be on the screen a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So or feel like they have something to say. I mean, like, I feel like with music, something turned on in me that sometimes it would be more convenient if I could turn it off. You know, Dude, it's the yeah, only thing I know how to do. I, I mean, you seem like a, 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 a smart... Uh, Enterprising. That's a rather astute individual. observation, Kyle. <laughs> I feel like if either one of us would yeah. sell used cars for a living, we'd own the we'd own the spot. You know what I mean? In yeah. a few years, we'd be like, "Yeah, I got this." It's true. You know. But I think you're right to 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 be able to fully commit to something like that. You have to kind of lack the same thing that we kind of have, because it allows you to not feel like. Uh, I hate this, but I'm doing it for money, or this is so soul sucking, or I don't feel great about this. There's no passion. You're just looking more at a bottom line, and 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 and, and it's some kind of achievement, I suppose, of of making sales and handling this business. And if you could turn off that other emotional, artistic, creative switch, you would just kill it at that. But mm-hmm. that's the problem. It's like I've tried it, even in like a microcosm of that example, small like part-time jobs you might have when you're a younger musician or something like that. Yeah, I fucking hate it because I know it's just not me. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right? and, and and that's why like I couldn't. I wanted there was a point in my musicianship right before I started Blue Gold with Mike, where mm-hmm. I wanted I was trying to shut it off. Yeah, because I was seeing a little success from something, and I was kind of told that if I went in this way, I could make some more money. And I saw it so close that I tr- tried to shut it off, but it resulted in me being so fucking angry and self um, in self reflection. I just really didn't like anything I was doing. Yeah, and that's why I went and started that band to like get back. It. Yeah, you know, it just can't can't turn it off, man. Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yeah, sometimes it would be convenient. For oh me. man, yeah. I know, I know. But those are the people that like. I've learned more now than ever that I'm not like them, and like I'm a I'm call, fuck it, dude. If you call me bitter or a cynic or too critical or whatever, like I'll, whatever, dude, I'll take it because I just I'm I'm so moved by pure art. Of yeah. any kind, of any medium. Yeah. It hits me so powerfully, and I'm so unmoved by anything else 
that I can see that there's no passion in it. It's it's just like a corporate uh, revolving door yeah. of, of 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 pageantry and shit that just I don't fall for anymore. Yeah, maybe it's because I've been in this artistic world forever. Like yeah, you, I mean, you know, if if people come into my studio and I'm like, hey, my whole thing is like, we could do whatever you want. If you want to do something that sounds like. Uh, should be on the rent soundtrack like weird choice but if you love that hey let's do it it's real let's go for it i don't care if there's passion behind it i'm down it's it's more so if people are like i want to make pop music to make money yeah i'm like wrong answer wrong wrong answer it's a wrong answer like if you love pop music make pop music it's it's a hard road right 200 songs yeah maybe one stick put put 10 of them out Mm-hmm. See if one pops off. If you if you're gonna go the major label route and, and like you know sign up for, you know someone's gonna invest a couple million dollars in radio promo, make top forty pop. Yeah. But otherwise, you're better off making weird and art dude, that I you mean, love. You know this this day and age, you put stuff out consistently that's of a good quality. You know you'll pop up on a playlist editor's yeah, radar. You know sure. or who knows? I see people too like who. If they do get that success, like say we're talking about pop music, in, in pop music, relatively quickly or quickly enough where they've reaped their rewards of, mm. of doing that, and then they 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 see a blueprint that they've kind of they didn't try it themselves, but they traced it and it worked. They'll keep tracing it again and again and, and milk that cow. And that guy or that girl or those people that put out that one hit, they might put out ten hits in a couple of years yeah. because they're really just. At that point, it's not even. It's, this sounds really dickheadedish to me, and I, I apologize, but it's like they yes, they are still creating, but they're really just like I said, tracing over and over again the same blueprint because they saw something worked and they're striking while the iron's hot. They're capitalizing on this time where they could put out ten more records that sound like that mm. and 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 just and kill it. You know? It, yeah, I mean, like people like, but people like Max Martin or something who's got this crazy track record. Who's he, that's the guy that's written like all know, the big big. Yeah, jams. yeah, like he. I think one of his early hits is like Britney Spears one more like yeah maybe maybe one more time that yeah. that's him uh you know up until like you know he's still involved with like Taylor Swift and mm-hmm. stuff you know he loves that music though. and so that's not fake then that's he's, real yeah that's really but his, then that's maybe really that's why he's had that long career that's exactly why he has that long career I mean those Swedish people that that turn out hits like that dude ABBA is like yeah so, uh they're yeah. like gods for them they have an ABBA museum in Sweden. I remember, I yeah. Was there. I, a bunch of the guys on tour went to it. I didn't. That is like that's their shit. Yeah, huge. Yeah, they're like, what's the best music? Like, ABBA. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they have their own yeah. museum. How many artists have their own museums? Uh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah think yeah. about it. I did not go that day. It was well, it got dark by two thirty in the p.m. Oh, winter time in Sweden. In Stockholm. Was yeah. it in Stockholm? And uh, I remember I went and got some nice seafood, and then uh, we were at a bar in this. Lovely bartender was trying to take me and my my English homie home. Oh, both of you. Yeah, she wanted to get a crack and she wanted Eiffel Tower in Sweden. <laughs> but I was a faithful man and I I did not. I don't think he did either. I don't. I can't yeah, recall. You, you had to disappoint her. Yeah, dude, she was a foxy Swedish broad, dark hair for a Swede. Oh, bro, the brunettes in Sweden. Yeah, you always think of, they always talk yeah, about the blonde hair, blue fiery. eyes. They're fiery. Yeah, dude, I was. They have a little she, attitude. I like it's that. right up my alley, yeah. dude. Yeah, I like a little attitude. Yeah. It's a, that's it's what a, I. It's I, the East Coast. Yeah, and it's also like I'm emotional and passionate. Mm. Irish people very much like that, and and uh, that's why I create. That's probably why you create. Mm. You know, uh, and and I, I like that out of somebody. Some of my less creative friends, and now that I think about it. 
are a little less fiery. Mm. More of my fiery friends uh, happen to be creative, or artistic. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I, I I can see that too in my friends. Yeah. People are more passive. Aren't yeah. Or just more like even keel to like a lot of my athlete friends mm. who, who are successful in making money in business. Yeah. Right. And then a lot of my friends who are maybe like, you know, stoners, skateboarders, musicians, actors, painters, whatever, graffiti writers, they're a lot more emotional up and down and, you know, maybe not always as stable financially or emotionally, you mm. know, which is fine. I like, I don't like the same. I get bored. I get bored. Yeah. Like spice it up. Yeah. Know? I mean, definitely being in like the same studio space every day. Would he, I was going to actually ask you because I, I used to, you know, record a lot and I remember working with a sp- certain producer writer for a long project and we'd be in the studio, you know, four days a week, eight, 10 hours, 12. And so, you know, he, w- he was so good at finding ways to break it up and, and to mm. keep the mind fresh. What do you do? As far as like long days? Just, yeah. So, I mean, you say you're in that studio, what, five days a week? Uh huh. I, I, you know, I rarely, I rarely uh, take days off. So, I mean, you've got to do stuff to keep the, the mind fresh and creative, fresh eyes, fresh ears, fresh heart. What do yeah. you do? What do you do? So I personally, uh, I, we were talking a little earlier, I'm, I'm really into Muay Thai, like the Thai kickboxing. You're so you like Van Damme with a guitar. <laughs> I'm like Van Damme with a guitar, yeah. So I go in, I kick banana trees down. <laughs> you got the hot wax dip in the glass. <laughs> no, I get a good workout in like it's, as, it's as often workout. as possible. Yeah, like a real intense workout. So that keeps me a little bit more in it when I'm in the studio. But then as far as like long days, like how to stay engaged, how to like break it up, you know, I just check in with the people I'm working with, you know, if we need to take a, a, a walk. Take and, a tight five. Yeah. And get get a, get a cup of coffee. Yeah. You know, let's take a break. Let's take that's, a second. That's what this guy would do. We'd let's do listen a lot to of, some music yeah, or whatever. Like, let's go for a walk and just like get our mind. Yeah. I think, I think the exercise thing is so undervalued in, in life it's important but i think with creatives i remember bob marley used to say that before they would do uh like songwriting sessions or recording sessions or even practice he would smoke a huge spliff and go for a huge run oh really right? like he liked she, to play soccer right? yeah and then yeah. they would play soccer sometimes in the middle of the sessions once the whole crew was around but even before they would go to the studio he would go for a long run he yeah. loved a long run and and then immortal That's... technique uh, you know hip-hop artist who i cool with back in the east coast he would hit the gym before he would go record and stuff. And it was something about it helped get the energies moving and, and get the endorphins going and get your mind ready to go. Yeah, keep you in the moment. Uh, I, I that's, think that's that, healthy. That reminds me of, uh, I was just at a friend's studio over at, he's a room behind Sunset Sound. Oh, yeah. The okay. like classic yeah. Hollywood studio. And uh, <clears throat> Prince recorded there. And they installed a basketball hoop yeah, for that. Prince. He's nice. And apparently Prince and Stevie Nicks uh, would take a break the same time every day to play basketball together. I wonder what Stevie Nicks's hook shot was like. So <laughs> <laughs> the sky hook. Yeah. I mean, the whole Prince on Chappelle show skit is—it's not like like he does love basketball. That's like a it's known true. fact. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. Him and shit. So I think people always just thought it was a, like a funny premise, but he really. They still basketball. have the basketball hoop up. That's awesome. Yeah, and people are like, oh, Prince is basketball. Hoop. I bet that's actually a pretty good way to like kind of clear your head, zone out for a little while if you're yeah. writing music. Yeah, yeah. You know, something. I mean, dude, I I, I exercise, like we were saying earlier, like I either go lift, hit the gym. Um, uh, pardon that. That's weird. <laughs> Terry, edit that out. You know, or I surf in the morning or whatever, and it helps me when I do writing. Mm. Podcast, radio, anything, dude. It just gets you in the zone, man. Yeah, I mean, music is tough because uh, – 
you know, it's your whole life. Like you, you can't avoid music. Dude, you yeah. know what I mean? Everywhere you go, you go home and you watch a show. There's music in the show. You go to a bar and you hang out with your friends. There's music playing there. Like you, it's hard to shut it off. You know what I mean? Do you actually ever find yourself listening to less music on your own when you're heavily involved in a project? I, I personally go through like input and output stages. So like I'll have periods where I'm like. I love everything that I'm hearing and I'm I'm like mm. just like devouring new music and like really like digging into what people are doing, going to a lot of shows and then there's other times where I'm just making making music and I'm not really listening to anything. Yeah. You know? I always found sometimes when I got in really heavy creative spaces musically, I listened to less mm. uh kind of one as I didn't want to be subconsciously influenced by what I was listening to because mm-hmm. I noticed that at times would happen to me and I would look at stuff and I'm like that, that's that got a bit of this energy in there that's not mine or this mm. so I would try to step away from that and then also just to stay in that zone of creation you know yeah but I mean I I make so much stuff that it's like yeah. and you de- do DJ sometimes too isn't yeah I was doing a DJ thing when, when oh, I gotta come see you again yeah yeah I, I know it's always We're, like fucking Schedules. When I, yeah. On my non-sobriety nights, I'll come out. <laughs> stuff, yeah, dude, I've been to so much music in my life, live music, uh, performing it, working in, so like going into places, you now if it's just a DJ gig, it's a little easier for me to swallow, but yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. go to shows as much anymore, dude. Yeah. You know, I, I'll, so, I'll go support my friends, artists that yeah. I know, or it has to be somebody I absolutely love, but like I just, I've been to so much live music in my life that sometimes it's, it's, too much for me. Yeah, I've gone through periods like that. Right now, I'm I'm just trying to be out as much as possible. Yeah, dude, so wait, I want to come good. see you. Do you, what do you what do you spin? What do you play? I was doing like a uh, like indie dance kind of night that for a second. Fun, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep you posted. Of yeah, dude. The next one. Is it all black? What can I wear? Can I wear colors? <laughs> you can wear colors. Is there a dress code? <laughs> no, no dress code. Do you work the door? <laughs> no, but people do. I guess it's because I'm so big. And yeah, yeah. I, I wear all black. People will just hand me their IDs yeah. from time to time, and like I'll like I'll like uh, a humor room. I I I don't want to make them feel bad, so I'll be like, oh yeah, you're good, and I'll like hand That's it back. Funny, dude. <laughs> oh man. That's but funny, it, if I'm in a real Jersey moment and someone hits me with some shit like that, I'll be like, yo, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> the best pizza in, my, in the world, in, uh, in my life, is uh, in Jersey. Dominic's. Oh, yeah? Dominic's, where I is that? I want to say it's like Patterson or Little Falls or Clifton. Okay. In that area. Yeah. My man um, put me on to it years and years ago when I was living in New York. He's a Jersey dude, too. He's from Patterson and Clifton, oh, yeah. Little Falls area. He was in New York City, and, and he, he brought me back there, him and all these Italian kids. And, it, dude, it was Fucking so we bought two pies. We ate one in the in the spot, and then we took the other one back to his boy's home studio. Mm. And we ate that night, and it was like blew my fucking mind. So I probably had that place like three or four times. But oh yeah, I would go there from New York, dude. It was just mind blowing, dude. Jersey. Yeah, we were talking before, and I couldn't remember the name of the place, but it's Scars. It's called Scars. Scars. And that's in the in, all the way in the Lower East, East side, side, man. Yeah, way down there, almost on in Orchard. Chinatown. Oh, I, I think it's on. It's either on Orchard or the what's the one next to Orchard. My, I, Fuck, it's way down there, there, though. Man, I gotta go back. When I go, I'm gonna be there this fall. It's one of those spots where I just walk to it, and I'm like, I don't really think about what street I'm on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, that's a lot of it in New York for me uh, now that I haven't lived there in so long. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, some of the smaller streets. And when I go back now, too, I, I'm really relegated to just, like, mostly Manhattan. Either mm. we're playing a show in Manhattan or in, maybe, like, say, playing, like, Jones Beach. So I might be in Queens. Oh, yeah. At a hotel or in Manhattan at a hotel. So I don't go... You know, if I only have a day off there or something, I don't run away to like Brooklyn or Queens very far. Oh yeah, kind of keep a close 
dude, when I'm back in New York, I like hit the ground running. I'm just running around, seeing everybody, Making doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I still do make the rounds and in, in, to a, an extent, but I, I miss that here. Yeah. I, you, you know, you don't walk enough out here. Although I, it's, love al- to. it's also like tough to coordinate, but I'm, you know, kind of doing that. Like today, I had a meeting before. We're doing this now. I'm going to meet someone else yeah, for coffee, and I'm going to meet in someone else later on. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, jam packed. Yeah, you got that that's big like comfortable cr- truck. That's like crazy here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really do have to schedule it in a certain way because you're talking about traffic and distances. And in New York, yeah. it's, you're zipping around on the subway. It's a little easier to navigate. And you, you're on subway. You run into a friend. They're going to a party later. Then you go to the party. You meet one of their friends, yeah. and they're going to some show. And you go with them. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, you're in a basement part in a, apartment in Alphabet City, and oh, it's six a.m. You're like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, like I would, we would go to like, you know, shit. I'd be with your cousin Mike. We'd go to band practice, and then maybe like six, seven hours later, we would be loading into a show. Yeah. Or hitting a studio, or driving to like the way up in the Bronx to a studio or Staten Island mm. or like just different shit yeah. always jammed your day full of shit but it was it was reasonable out here yeah after you go to like one thing you might be like that's nah, enough for the day you still take busy. a nap yeah, yeah. <laughs> I work from home a lot too but like traveling long distances in LA is can be daunting it's a sl- slow grind here yeah and it, it's more yeah. tiring for me it is I try like to work the... smarter and less harder now mm. you know and yeah. the east coast I think it's a little the opposite you, just, you yeah. just go and do a bunch of stuff just and you do, sort do, it do. out later. And yeah. it feels good. I felt very productive like that. You know, I, I felt like I was getting a lot done, but I'm not sure if I was always covering as much ground as I am with like more of a calculated move. I don't know. I'm also older and, and probably more tired now, so I'm trying to use my energy differently. Well, tell me what you think about this. Uh, I find here that people are seem to more or less be a little less... Uh, decisive right they want to have options keep options open and i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing you know it's just something i noticed man Uh, you know you got the realm of hollywood here and everyone's an opportunist looking for the right thing and they also don't want to i think they don't want to commit to something if it means possibly losing out elsewhere you think the possibility of something better coming along is what makes people a little That's how i was with girls my whole life oh yeah it's a terrible curse to be like that yeah um i think that's like definitely out here like because opportunity lurks around the corner out here so much you hear stories about people just bumping into people and working relationships falling out of that and you know people being in the right place at the right time so Mm. even if you're you're doing the more traditional groundwork and networking and, and and working your way up in certain realms the possibility of a huge shit, right? Or you get cast for a major role tomorrow. So people are just always kind of less committed, I think. Yeah. Out here, you know? Yeah. That's, that's my take on it. I mean, artistically, for, for me, it's a little tough. Because you'll be in the studio and you'll be like, oh, this we want to do this. And you're like, all right, great. You go do it. And then the next day they're like, uh, I don't know. And then you change things and then they're like, oh, I don't know. Maybe the other way was better. You're like, I feel yeah. like in New York they just make a yeah. decision. And that's the decision. Yeah, I wonder if people get more <laughs> you know jaded I mean? out here, or have or are here and have been here long enough or more jaded to the point where that's why they're kind of like more wish washy on shit. I don't maybe. know. Maybe it's just the people I've been around, man. Maybe you know? I mean no, I, I I definitely experienced that too. Um, I don't know. That's a tricky one, man. I and, and the, like the longer you're in certain realms of work creatively, I've said realm a lot today. It's my word of the day, kids. Realm. Look it up. It rhymes with helm and film, if you say film funny. (laughs) Film. It's a near rhyme. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel like that people, you know, like, you just get worn down by 
you know, whatever industry you're in, a lot film, music, whatever, it can be exhausting sometimes. You know, maybe people lose that yeah. little spark they might have had to commit to shit. I had a friend recently say that you know they were they were feeling like burnt out and they felt like they couldn't say it that it's like a faux pas or like oh, a dirty yeah. dirty word you look like a quitter and no one wants to be a so it's like saying you have a, a certain disease or some shit people mm. don't want to be associated with you it's like yeah. a sinking ship or like or like if you if you're like starting a family in music people are oh, like yeah. oh are you okay yeah, yeah i'm like hell yeah dude congrats yeah yeah i mean that's, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's awesome. like a normally yeah. good thing i'm like my head is in this place right and I might be, I might be in the minority on on this feeling, but like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're you're someone's maybe brother, you know, someone's son, you know, someone's grandson, you know, someone's boyfriend. I'm 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 you know maybe the same thing. Like, and then I do music. Yeah. You know, in music, it's like people get so caught up that I'm I'm a writer and I'm a producer and I do this. I'm a musician. You're a human first. It, yeah first and foremost you're a human being with like relationships to other people and like that might be more important i mean i think it should always you know be more mean? important you know and it's easy to lose sight of it i think we're told so easy to, to hustle, hustle 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 work 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 sleep when you're dead and negate all those things you just mentioned all those personal human things that make us real and actually, I think make your art more real. Yeah. People negate all that shit, and those are the people that you end up hating <laughs> and not liking, and they're kind of void of character and emotions and shit. Yeah, yeah. Which are like, they're like those are Hollywood zombies, man. I call them Hollywood zombies. They might have on pretty clothes and a glass of champagne in their hand, but they're walking around like The Walking Dead, dude. They're zombies. Yeah. They've lost their direction. They're just going through the motions. Yeah. A bunch of fucking lemmings. <laughs> I mean, I, I've definitely been around a lot of successful people that are good human beings. Oh yeah, dude, they're out there for sure. You know, uh, yeah, I'm not. It's it's just more the numbers of it all. But yeah, there's great people out there that are successful. There's yeah. shitty people who aren't. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know a bunch of them. I hang out with them. <laughs> it's just tricky. There, I think you know, um, staying, staying grounded. Yeah. When every if most people in the elements around you aren't grounded. Yeah. And they encourage not being grounded. I mean, that's big for me as a as a producer these days. Like. But stay I, grounded? I like to stay grounded, stay consistent, do the best I can just to stay patient and be in the moment. And the artists can do whatever they want. They they can go through their swings. Yeah. They can feel whatever they're feeling. And I'm just there to serve serve the song, serve that's the recording. Pretty, that's a pretty interesting position that you're in like that. You know, you're kind of being like the backbone of the project in a way that the support system, the... Uh, I mean, you're being the very reliable one, you know, uh, where the artist does go through those swings, whether just in that studio session or over yeah. the course of the project being made or whatever. And I think if if the person in your position was on the same wavelength as them, it's nothing might get done or not get done right. You yeah, know? Or it just might be stressful and yeah. and emotionally Both tolling for, for everybody. You and know? You're, are you good about like not taking in that person's or those people's energies or getting too affected I by I it? I try to. You know, I try to have boundaries it's these days. It's got to be a whole new skill to develop. Yeah, it's a whole new thing. Emotional boundaries is, is new. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and it's, that's a tough one. I don't know if I could do what you do in that regard. And Actually, maybe it's refreshing to turn off your own emotions and your and, and be kind of the one not drawn up and down too much by I mean, by I have feelings. my emotions, but like at the end of the day, like... It's not my name on the record. 
you know what what right do i have to be like that's true your voice that's coming in at your face yeah <laughs> you know should be how it is or shouldn't be how it is you know like yeah someone's like hey uh, you know let's let's re-record all the vocals yeah i'm like sure yeah what right do i have to say that's true no you know what i mean it's like whatever i need to do to make someone love their record let's do it's it it's relaxing there's gifts within anonymity you know not having to yeah on the record and stuff takes a little bit of a pressure off where you can actually make sure the thing is getting done the best i mean think about it you only look up who produced something if it's really good or if it's really bad you know what i mean if you you'll hear something that's like that terrible every once in a while i mean i'm oh, a producer yeah i'll be like who made this <laughs> But it's it has true. to be really bad. Yeah. It's like writing another Yelp review. Not that I've written one. Uh-huh. But the only kinds you see are fucking five stars or negative one star. Yeah. Who writes like no a one. two in it? Like a three star. If you, you wrote know, a like three star review, you need some hobbies. Like, you know, it's a pretty, pretty decent slice, but I don't know. Yeah. People are like, fuck this place. Burn to the ground. Or like, best slice ever. I suck the chef's dick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's really what you get. I mean, that's my, my whole approach to life is very much like that. Unfortunately, I don't do well in the gray area. In the middle zone. I'm very yeah. polarized. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm Which starting to f- starting to realize that there there might be some stuff down the middle. No, I don't the know. The middle's awesome. Dude. Trust me. Like I <laughs> want to go in the middle. I want to hang out in the gray area. I just for one reason or the other, I just am, I I'm very extreme. So. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's tough. You you seem so level headed, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you got that ear, that, that earring looks so like. You got it in this part of the ear, not his lobe, not up his upper cartilage. Yeah, it's, it's like deep a, in the it's ear. It's called like a conch. It's deep in the ear. Yeah. And like a conch shell? Yeah. And then you got the regular earlobe pierced. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that had plugs back then. Oh, the plugs, what, like, the gauges? Yeah. How yours, Your holes uh, in your ears don't look wildly, like usually them shits no, are they shrunk. Out. They shrunk up pretty good. Heard? Really? Yeah, they I always thought they would though. always stay like big and... That's if you kind of abuse your ears. Yeah, if you like, they call it like a blowout. That's where it'll be like. Oh yeah, I see it. Just dang, yeah. it flopping around. I know <laughs> yeah. kids like that. Flip you have to get it like sewn back up. I think. God damn, dude. Yeah. I had an earring in sixth grade, and I only had it for like three weeks. I got it right before school started, or seventh grade maybe. And I went start seventh grade. Everybody got a fucking earring right before oh, school. Yeah? So I was like, well, fuck this, man. I didn't want to look like everyone. So I took it out, and it closed up eventually. It's still keloided, mm. but it closed. I mean, dude, I was only had it for like a month. Maybe. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe a month and a half. Did and you I, get it done in the mall with the Nah, <laughs> no, nah, I was like, no. But I mean, it was a gun. It was like some jewelry store my mother oh, took yeah, me to. Yeah, yeah. Never. That was my first and last piercing. Dude. Oh, yeah? Jake the Snake doesn't do pierce. I had a earring... I peaked when I was younger. I I started playing guitar when I was like seven, dude, fifth grade. I had earring, played guitar. I yeah, was like the coolest yeah, you kid. Are, you jump started. Life. Yeah, and that's been like kind of downhill for me, man. <laughs> oh man, I know. I try not to, like, I'm trying to. I want to be like that ill fifty-five-year-old guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna be. I think I'm gonna be. That's gonna be my golden era. I had a couple golden eras. I think I'm gonna have a platinum yeah. era. Let's I think I'm platinum. gonna be a badass like grandpa, dude. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Where I'll be like, oh, I'm just gonna be chilling in my chair. Yeah. Like you just. I want to be active too, man. I know oh, yeah. old dudes. Like my boy's dad is 67. So I've surfed with this guy. Oh yeah. My father's 69. He's big and he's still like chop cheese down with an axe and a chainsaw. Oh really? You know, I want to be doing stuff when I'm older. I don't want to be like limping and fucked up in the game, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's why I got to go kickboxing, dude. That's why you got to take me to fight Tongpo right now. We're dipping wax in the glass.